0: Welcome back to the Heads and Tails Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Parabolic Performance and Rehab in Little Falls, New Jersey. And we hear from elite U.S. hockey prospect, Logan Hutsko. Logan takes us through his physical, mental, and emotional recovery from a cervical spine fracture. We also hear from his physical therapist at Parabolic, Dr. Danielle Clark, and she explains the clinical aspects of Logan's rehab. Be sure to go over to headsandtails.org for detailed show notes on this episode and to learn more about what the team at Parabolic has to offer. This is Kevin Som, and you're listening to the Heads and Tails Podcast. We share stories of perseverance and inspiration in sports and in life. Welcome back to the Heads and Tails Podcast. Today we're at Parabolic Performance and Rehab in, uh, what is it, Little Falls? Little Falls. They're all around these... You know, this area It's kind of, I saw one in Montclair the other day too, just yeah. driving around. Um, but anyway, we're interviewing uh, Logan Hutsko and uh, he's a U18 USA hockey player on the, on the development team. And we have Dr. Danielle Clark, who's a physical therapist and is also a sports certified specialist here at Parabolic. And we're going to kind of talk about a, a cervical spine injury that um, Logan has suffered and is overcoming. Uh, and uh, we're in... Dr. Clark's going to kind of talk us through what's, you know, what obstacles he had in his rehab and how they kind of worked around it. Um, All right, so, Logan, you want to start off by uh, talking about when you first started playing hockey?
1: Yeah, so uh, my family's very southern, um, and we're kind of the first ones in our family to leave Florida and go up north. Okay. And um, my dad was a college football player, and uh, we never really uh, knew what hockey was or anything. Uh, We moved up to Pittsburgh when I was a year old from Tampa, Florida. And um, when I was three, my dad brought home ho- hockey tickets and he was like, gonna take my mom. My mom was like, no, Logan's been bothering me all day. He's been a pain. Uh, Get this kid away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you take him? And uh, he won't stay for long. So I was always like the energetic kid that we're never able. So uh, we went to the game and um, my dad never knew what any of this stuff was. It was like, it was like foreign language. But we went to the game and uh, we were sitting like, upper like nosebleed kind of so, and, uh, so no
0: family background in hockey at all
1: none <laughs> I don't think they watched the sport before okay. that but cool. um we were like watching the game and like little kids came out in between periods and uh, I was like dad I don't want to do that and uh he was like like yeah like you're only three like they don't do that <laughs> yeah. some guy tapped him on the shoulder and was like no seriously <laughs> yeah and uh brought me to a learn to skate and then kind of took off from there. Awesome. So what did you love most about the sport of hockey? Always action. There was never a dull moment. Right. Like the fights or I hate the <laughs> fights, but you know, <laughs> 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 the energy, energy, energy. And like, I loved watching like the guys that were skilled and could just skate circles around everyone else. And like, right. That was like, that just, just seemed like fun to me. And like, it was never, never like a stoppage in play, like unless there's like a whistle, but it was always like, go, go, go.
0: Awesome. Um, what Did you play any other sports growing up or was it pretty much just focusing on hockey?
1: Um, I played baseball, like basketball like for like little leagues and stuff like that, all those, but uh, I never really got into as much. The only one I'm really into is golf. I like okay. golf, but uh, nothing really clicked.
0: Cool. Yeah, I guess baseball doesn't really compare to the constant <laughs> action that you're uh, <laughs> looking for there. Um, did you suffer any injuries uh, before your, your cervical spine injury during your career at all?
1: Never missed a game. Uh, before that. All right. uh, I broke my
0: sets up for a hard time when you do have to miss (laughs) games. Yeah.
1: Like a year before my sophomore year broke my hand. Um, went to the doctor's office, got x-rayed, told me it was like dislocated. So continued to play on it. And then I went back and it was actually broken. So they just threw me in a cast and I kept playing on it. Oh, so, uh <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> I never missed a game to injury, like it was just like something I was like, "Why can't I just play through it like, right. It's something you can't mess with though so
0: i I'm, I'm assuming there's a strong culture of toughness in hockey, kind of like football and other pretty much yeah. every sport there is, so
1: my dad was huge on uh mental toughness, like right it's, being a football player, he always taught me like you know you fight through it, and like that's just how it is like right. if you it's something that you can fight through, then you do it. Right. Basically, if
0: you're walking, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've been there before. Um, All right. Uh, Dr. Clark, um, what's your athletic background? um?
2: Um, So I started doing gymnastics when I was about four years old and continued through college. So I uh, competed at a D1 scholarship uh, to UMass Amherst. And then they dropped the gymnastics team my freshman year, oh, and sweet. so I—they uh, <laughs> didn't, they didn't give you the memo. <laughs> <laughs> so I took a, I took a scholarship at University of Rhode Island, all right, and uh, finished out my college career there. So awesome. Um,
0: so knowing what I know about gymnastics, I know there's a lot of injuries in yes. gymnastics. So what kind of injuries did you suffer from <laughs> uh, as an athlete?
2: <laughs> Plenty of them, from multiple ankle sprains to back stuff to shoulder surgery, kind of. Up and down all the time. A what? lot of chronic stuff just because of the right. constant wear and tear, but um, probably the the biggest one was my shoulder surgery right before college.
0: What was – like a torn labrum or
2: – Um, So I would sublux. So essentially kind of slides out of the socket, goes back into the socket right. sort of thing over and over again and when swinging around a bar and that's happening not, it kind of – Not a
0: great thing, yeah. <laughs>
2: kind of leaves some issues. So I, right. I did that right before my freshman year of college and – Thankfully, UMass, the coaches and stuff were still on board with me to sign on and stuff. So. All right, cool. Um,
0: so what was your transition to uh, life after sports like once you were done?
2: So that's definitely a, a really tough transition. Um, it I kind of segued because I, I had the shoulder injury, so I ended up only competing two events in college. Um, after my surgery, I never really got back to a point where I could swing bars and, um, and stuff. So that kind of tapered off there and in college, it's a little bit less intense actually for gymnastics than it is in high school because you kind of, when you're in high school, it's, you know, six days a week, five hours a day all the time. And then once you get NCAA regulations, (laughs) it gets a little bit easier, honestly. Um,
0: Logan doesn't know what it's like to have an aging body that (laughs) doesn't, (laughs) isn't as resilient as it is when you're 17, 18 years old. Right. (laughs)
2: Um, Um, so, yeah, so then, I mean, I essentially transferred because it was where my next scholarship was offered, right. and um, I was kind of up in the air with what I wanted to do, and then I came out of it, and then all of a sudden, you're just, you're done. Right. And, like <laughs> and you're what? like, oh, yeah. okay, now, now what do I do? Um, so, it was definitely a tough transition, trying to figure out what to do, and then from the physical side, um, I started doing triathlons because... It was really the only thing that I could I could keep. You um, still do that today? Physical. Uh, yep, yeah, still awesome. doing. I'm not not quite as in intensely, but. So, what sparked your interest I know, I know. in
0: becoming a physical therapist?
2: Um, so going through all those injuries, um, you know, going through that process from being really young and starting with injuries then, and then going through a surgery and stuff. I had some really great physical therapists, and I had some really terrible ones. So and you wanted to be one of the better ones. So I kind of wanted to be one <laughs> of the better ones. And um, that transition from when you're doing PT to getting back to your sport, sometimes that, you know, the insurance cuts off. And then, you know, you're kind of like, what do I do next? Right. Um, and it was tough for me when I went to school initially because there was a gap in my treatment. And I wanted to find a way to fulfill that um, that fulfill that gap and – you know figure out a way for athletes to continue through their process of strength training whatever it may be to really get back be safely get back to their sport.
0: Okay. Uh awesome.
1: So she's, she's definitely best physical therapist that <laughs> you, th- you've had ever yet. had. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So we're going to kind of get Logan. into that now. So uh <laughs> so Logan, can you talk can you talk to us about the cervical spine injury that you suffered and like what the mechanism of injury was? Is, like were you skating? Were you checking someone? Like had it had it all happen?
1: Yeah, so uh we're Thanksgiving trip in uh, Bloomington, Illinois. And uh, Couldn't
0: say I've been there before. Yeah. <laughs>
1: or Indiana, I honestly don't know, but one of those seats to my own. Yeah, so uh pre game skate, uh, I was taking a face off and I kinda went head into the guy's chest on the face off and, okay. and, and uh, his he kinda came over me and my head snapped down. And right then and there I just felt like my body was just like numb and tingling like the whole right side and uh i not a good not a good feeling no um i felt really weak too like i was i, I kept like immediately along. like as soon as it happened yeah like i like just the tingness and then the numbness and like i felt really weak too like i try and shoot a puck and it was just i felt like weak yeah. you know what i mean like uh i ended up i ended up going and uh we it was such a such like a crazy injury like you don't really find it in hockey much especially the part that I injured, and normally you don't get as lucky as I got, like with the with the part I injured, and right. uh,
0: so what part did you injure?
1: Uh, C six, the, uh, the vertebrae, the ring that circles the spinal cord. It was a fracture inside that ring. Uh, I Ended up playing a game on it practiced three times on it and did two lifts on it
0: kind of goes back to that culture of toughness that we were <laughs> yeah. talking about before and playing through that so you felt this weakness and the pain the whole entire time
1: yeah i mean i'd skate with like my shoulders up and uh i wouldn't like i'd have to move my whole body to like look around and like thought it was like a back spasm pulled muscle something like that pinched right. nerve you know i had like a a knot in my back that was looked like a kind of like a golf ball sticking up because like everyone was protect everything was protecting the little muscle inside or the little bone inside and uh took took me a while but once i got like through my hard head and got checked really checked out um, yeah i like remember going to the doctors i had a game that night and i was like all right like can we get out of here like i want to be okay, gotta go home get my suit on you know <laughs> doctor came in and was like you have a cervical spine injury it's fractured and like then the mom like i looked at my mom like i saw a ghost and like start crying i was like what happened and like he she was like it's, it's gonna be at least six weeks and i was like oh, okay like it's not bad yeah yeah and uh she was like but you're really really lucky like that part is could have like could have killed you or could have like paralyzed, paralyzed you? neck yeah. down like the really risk
2: of spinal cord injury Once, like once that that fracture happens broken, right? yeah and like
1: and you, you were doing all sorts of stuff I, you like, know imagine like someone throwing like a bar over their head like what do they called? I don't even know what they're Snatches called or? Like, a, like a barbell snatcher, thrown over your head yeah. like that, and like I played that whole week, didn't get hit once. Wow! Um, I didn't didn't dislodge it at all. It's a little fracture in that ring, so that rings dislodge at all, knocks the spinal cord, like it's you're done, like you right. can't really. Um, that's what
0: that the kind of weakness that you were feeling, I guess, was probably tomorrow. yeah, and
1: it really like put into perspective. Like I didn't realize until like that day, like how lucky it really was to like right. play this game and like. All that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, don't know what you had until you lose it, right, as they say? Yeah, it was um, scary. All right, so when did you start working with uh, Dr. Clark?
1: I came home for a break and worked with Dr. Clark for a little bit, and we talked about it, and there was really not much to do when I was – I was – so the first six weeks, I went back to the doctor. and Kind of um, had to
0: wait for that thing to heal or –
1: Yeah, there's nothing I could do because, like, you don't want to – I was in a neck brace. Right. So you don't want to, like – immobile you don't want to like move it or anything and like dislodge it make it even worse so for six weeks i went back and i was like all excited we were we are going to slovakia for international tournament and um i was all pumped up and uh got to the doctor and she was like and they i had a ton of like uh ligament like not ligament uh muscle damage from that and um they were like when i went back they're like well Good news and bad news the muscle damage has healed and the bone uh has made hardly any progress. And they kind of gave me the talk that like it's in a really small area you might like not now be able to flow or something or? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I mean it just be at different points people have different healing responses and I mean it's a you know even though it's a small small bone the the heal, like it needs a lot and his, the weight of your head is on it. It's too. not so helping. It's, yeah, you the know he's process. also got yeah. spasms. He was doing some. So it wasn't stuff, in like so one of those halo things. Right? No. Yeah. <laughs> right. but like, um, so yeah, so it it needs to heal like completely before before you start. Alright, so you said it.
0: that your team was going to Slovakia. Yeah. To play, so it, but you couldn't play during this time,
1: right? Yeah. So, so like, it scared me because when I went to the doctor that time, he would he gave me like the talk, like sometimes these things never heal 100, percent and like.
0: Like you might not you be might, able to play again or Yeah,
1: and like is it really worth it if it heals fifty percent and like that's what you are at for the rest of your life? Is it really worth like being at a fifty percent more chance risk to be paralyzed than your teammates when you're playing hockey and That's significant. Hit me like a wall, I feel like I hit a wall, like I remember I was like depressed, like just so upset and um like I felt like I lost my identity, like Yeah, exactly. I'm a hockey player, like what else do I do? Right. Um and then a friend, like I got this video, uh, so it's, it's a faith based, uh faith based uh company that has this like I am second. I don't know if you've heard of it. I haven't though, I'll check um, it out.
0: I'll put it in the show notes for this episode too.
1: Yeah, the video is barren batch and uh it kinda just like changed my total outlook on things. Like it really like I kinda grew in like a I kinda grew in my faith, like made me realize that like I'm not just a hockey player, like child of God and I love sports and there's just so much more to like my personality and me as a hockey and I kind of found like more of like my identity I guess right um
0: in something outside of hockey yeah right? I mean
1: I felt like before like pretty like arrogant um thought like I was like you no, know, I do this on my own like right. don't really need anybody I mean, that's help. being an athlete though too like yeah if you're
0: not a little bit arrogant you're probably not gonna be that good so yeah <laughs> no
1: for sure but like it really just like changed my way of thinking and kind of changed the direction of like where i was headed and stuff like that i think um once i got that video like just like watching that video it totally brought me out of my like i was depressed for like after that for like a while and like i got that video and i watched it and i was like wow like this i'm just i really really am lucky that i can still begin to walk with being with and like i got so much more to live and like that kind of stuff
0: yeah so was it like watching your teammates that made you depressed or was it more so like the identity and the
1: thought of maybe never being able to play again? A little bit of both. I mean, when you go to the rank every day, I'd, I'd go to the rank every day, uh I'd get film from my coach. Uh my coach Coach Moore was our assistant coach and Coach Granado and Coach Four. We'd get uh we'd get either get Coach Moore would give me film and Coach Granado would give me film and uh Coach Moore would have me write like reports on like guys that like i'd watch and stuff like that right. like pro guys because i was just doing because once i hit that like i was just doing everything i can to so better can, myself still get better yeah so that just goes to
0: show like there's always yeah. something that you could be doing to to get
1: better yeah whether you're you know like the constant like improve the, like the program that i'm at is all about continuous improvement and like all that kind of stuff and like when you go to the rink every day and you see your teammates practicing getting better and you're just sitting in the stands it really like gets to you like i can't even like ride a bike or anything. Right. It's like, and you're I, just
0: constantly thinking, I'm yeah. getting more and more out of shape. And it's, yeah. It's going to be, yeah.
1: And, like, it really led me, like, I lost all my confidence. Um, I had no confidence myself. Like, I literally, I was literally, like, delirious. I'd sit in the house all day. Like, when they were gone, like, you, ma- you can imagine, like, your teammates on a road trip and you're just sitting at home all day. Doing nothing.
0: Yeah, FOMO yeah. to the max right there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's,
1: yeah <laughs> it's a it was, tough
2: situation to be in for
1: sure. Yeah, it was, it sucked to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, so speaking of you know support systems that try to help you you know get through this hard time, Dr. Clark, you know when did you start working with with Logan and did you kind of address some of these issues too to kind of put <laughs> things in perspective for him?
2: Well, so so to talk to his mental toughness, um, the first time I actually started working with Logan was right before he was leaving for. Um, for Michigan and they were and his he was like, oh, my shoulders kind of bothering me. And I took a look at it and it just kind of like didn't feel 100 percent right. Um, meanwhile, he's just like, yeah, it's just, it just kind of hurts a little bit. <laughs> you know, well, I was like, I don't feel great about this. Let's go see an orthopedic. You know, get an MRI, just like clear it out because he was leaving. I think the next week right. or like two days. <laughs> so you worked on him before um, he even
0: knew that. Yeah, just it was once, a bad. just
2: once or tw- just once or twice. Well, so so um, we went, we went to he went to get the MRI with a a big contrast needle. Yeah. <laughs> he was not a fan of needles. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> acupuncture here. No dry <laughs> needling. Um, and he had torn labrum and um a cyst that was kind of impeding on one of the nerves and. Um, You know, we we kind of talked about you know what was what was going to happen and talked about some of the stability stuff that he needed to do to make sure that he could get through that season with a sh- torn labrum, you know. And then I heard about his cervical. So he went he went shoulder was pretty pretty much held up okay um, while I was out there. And then obviously I heard about his fracture. Um, and then I was just kind of in in kind of constant contact with his mom and what they were doing and kind of the procedure that they were going through. Um, with that, just to, you know, let them know that we were here for them if, you know, with whatever they needed, um, or if we needed to speak to any of the doctors or anything like that.
0: Right.
1: I, um, uh, I came back and like, when I came back from my injury, like I kind of really stepped right back into it. I didn't have any physical therapy out there. Okay. Um, and that was like really bad because all the spasming and stuff came back. Um, it all came back around my neck and all the, uh, I was in a neck brace so my head was like always tilted forward okay so I developed a really really bad posture right um and that was Tech snack also neck from
0: uh yeah
1: <laughs> so when I came back like that's what we started to work on like right away it was like all those muscles that fire like up here and like my posture I kind of lost some core strength with like all that kind of stuff and I was like really not in really in bad shape with all that stuff right um like I could it's kind of the basics, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you
0: give and, like um, specifics of what, yeah. what you so guys
2: were doing? Yeah. So I love hearing him say that because one of the biggest things. I mean, we don't have that much time because he's he's away most of the time. So, um, you know, I'll see him for like a couple of weeks, um, and so one of the main points is to get across is the education part and what he needs to work on while he's not not here and not being treated here. Right. Um, so, knowing that he's like, yes, I know I need to work on my posture and the way. Um, everything kind of lines up from like a whole <laughs> as I'm, as I'm a <laughs> leaning over, <laughs> rounding back, whole body perspective. Um, you know, to stabilize the neck, to make sure his shoulders are are working appropriately, and then you I'm know, telling me
1: how to put my seat when I drive in the car. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. you know, throughout the day. That. No, no gangster lean. No, <laughs> it's like it's like straight up seat. It's like the most uncomfortable <laughs> thing ever
2: um but ingraining those those new patterns that that are gonna be the things that carry him through life essentially you know yeah, like exactly. throughout because he's a you know he's a young hockey player and he's a got a long career ahead um so he needs to you know he needs longevity he needs to maintain his body long term as opposed to just right now right um and so to get those get those points across where he knows that those those are the things that are important because when you've got you know When he's, he's 17 and he's like, all right, really the things that I don't want to do are go breathe on a wall and, you know, work on, (laughs) you know, do baby, baby (laughs) neck exercises. Um, You know, not the ideal thing, but knowing, you know, him being as dedicated as he is and being as hardworking as he is, um, you know, I know that he's, he's going to carry that over. Right.
0: Um, Um, How did you guys kind of address like goal setting at this point in time? You know, because you probably had to take it easy, you know, and being an athlete and a high-caliber athlete, you kind of want to just get right back into it, and you're used to training at, you know, one level, and you had to take it down, like, ten notches, you know, to to start off again.
1: Well, when I got back, I was cleared to play in, uh, I want to say, late February, early March, and I just hopped right back into things with, like, no physical therapy, and it really, like, messed up everything else. So, like, when I came home, like – I was like, like like I said, like my upper body, like my whole upper back was like a wreck, like knots everywhere, like just muscles with spasm and like all that kind of stuff. So like, I kind of like didn't slowly hop back into it. Like we had to like, like it got, I made it worse than it really was before I came home. And that's how, and like, that's what she's been like working on me with is like, it was really bad. Like it was like at like a nine or 10 and like now it's at like a four or five. like made a ton of progress yeah. with it still
0: got work to do but yeah yeah. so it's got to be patient too you know at yeah. the, the same time
2: yeah and it's one of those things that's, that's going to continue it's something again that he's going to have to work on you know for, for a long period of time just to make sure that he's still resilient to to taking those those hits and right. and things like that um, and because of the I mean essentially trauma of the injury like it's a when something like that happens like he's going to remember that for, right. for a long time and then you know he's he's guarded. He wants to protect anything.
0: Exactly. That, that was actually gonna be my next question. So, are you back on the ice playing again, or?
1: Yeah, I finished up the season with the last ten games. Okay. Um, but like, there's just so many obstacles to overcome before. I got back it was like the confidence. It was like the depression kind of thing. When I came back, like, I was not the same player at all. I was scared. You're afraid out of my to mind. play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember like I. I wouldn't play much uh I would I would play I wouldn't I would yeah I would hardly play compared to like what I was like earlier in the year and like right. uh I'd I'd sit and uh like the f- first 10 games like 10 games back like and uh I was scared to get hit like I every time I got hit like I got hit one time pretty bad um, it wasn't, it was like a clean hit, but it was just one of those things where like I got hit and I started freaking out. I went right to the trainer's room and I was like, I think I broke my neck again. Yeah. And he was like, Logan, Logan, calm down. Yeah. I'm you're like, fine, dude. You're yeah. fine. But so how'd
0: you get over this fear? How,
1: are you still kind of battling it? I got over it after playing a few games and like, I really just thought like putting like my trust in God and was just like, you know what, whatever happens, happens. Like he's got a plan for me. Like I'm, I've been cleared. Like there's nothing that like, right. I, I was with some of the best doctors around, like, University of Michigan. Dr. Garten was my doctor. He was a neurosurgeon. And when he cleared me, like, he's, he's a really good doctor. You get confidence and like, just from getting yeah. the,
0: the bill of health from him, right? Yeah,
1: but it was just it was a battle because I would just be scared to go in corners, like, and it was get, catch up to the pace of play again. Like, we're a 17-year-old, 16-year-old team. We're playing in a league of, like, 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 21-year-olds. Oh, wow. Next year, our senior year in high school, we're going to be playing college hockey uh in 20 like we're going to be playing in the same junior league and we're going to be playing like 10 college games against some of the top-ranked college teams around so like D1 teams so it's no joke yeah. it's to hop right back into that and to get hit and, like it was really scary for me and I battled with it for a long time and for for about the first month back I'd battle with it all practice I'd battle with it just just having the confidence to go in the corner and get hit and Feel fine after and that right. kind of stuff.
0: What advice do you have for athletes who you know might be feeling that same way, whether it's their neck or whether it's an ACL that they're coming back to?
1: Yeah, I mean, the only way you're gonna overcome that fear is if you put yourself in the situation and your doctor's cleared you and you know you're gonna be fine. You just gotta, you just gotta continue to put yourself in the situation over and, and trust, over again and yeah, trust the people around you. That, yeah. And if I mean, you don't try it, then if you don't try, you'll, you'll never know. Back. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just
0: sit in a chair for whatever. Um, yeah. All right, so what advice do you have for athletes um Dr Clark, in terms of you know regain that confidence and overcoming fear anything in particular
2: um I mean you know it always it always depends on what the injury is and um you know going back to you know going back to the injury, recognizing when it happened um and really you know coming to the terms with once you're done with your rehab and you're strong enough i mean most of the time you have to continue that you're gonna continue that rehab and whatever trainer or whatever next step you're, you're doing um, needs to continue to emphasize that so you don't put yourself at risk for, for, other, for other injuries. So, um, But, yeah, you have to have the confidence or else you're going to be timid and, you know, then you're, then you're probably more likely to get injured again because if you're not going all out, um, sometimes there's, you know, that hesitation can make things a little bit worse. It, exactly,
0: so. yeah. Have you ever worked with an athlete um, who's had a similar injury to Logan's?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, we don't see it. We don't see it all that much. Um, I had, I think I probably had one other person, um, a couple of years ago. Um, and it was at a point where it had just, it was similar. It had just healed, but they weren't getting back to, they weren't getting back to hockey. You know, right. they were kind of getting back to more daily life sort of things. Not so it hit. wasn't, cause I was, <laughs> I was just thinking
0: that like, when we're thinking about like trying to gain confidence in an athlete, give us an ACL, you could do like agility drills or stuff to try to get the, the athlete, you know, more confident, but Getting hit, that's not really appropriate yeah. for a, a physical therapy setting. <laughs> I yeah. mean, sometimes,
2: sometimes it's got to be. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you have to test to those boundaries. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, putting, putting them in that situation that, where they have to, like, kind of conquer that fear also is something. They just need to be, you know, they need to be confident and ready for it. And, you know, from the physical side, we need to do whatever we can to make them feel that way.
0: Awesome. Uh, Logan, what's been your favorite part about working with uh, Dr. Clark and the, the staff here at Parabolic?
1: It's just like a great environment. Everyone's so friendly and nice, and like, I like I have fun every time I come because it's just like, always joking around and like, uh, it's just a, it's just, they're they're very smart and they know what they're doing, and um, they create an environment that is fun and uh, that you want to be around and stuff. It's like an athlete's paradise here. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, <laughs> you
0: walk in; those green lights are just glowing. <laughs> yeah, That's why you
1: just want to get after it. Yeah, no, for sure, and. uh just all this, all the stuff that we've done, like with my rehab, stuff like that. Like, I look forward to be able to come to physical therapy and like, uh, just see everyone, and it's just, it's just a great place.
0: Awesome, um, yeah. So we're starting to wrap things up here. I'll uh, ask you my, my, my closing questions. Um, so, what advice, or Dr. Clark, what advice do you have for athletes who might have suffered a, a career-ending injury? Because it, it, once, well, if it's a career-ending injury, like, what's your motivation to kind of to work hard and yeah. yeah try to rehab and then then what right you know
2: I mean I think I think that goes to to you know depending on what point in their life they are um the sport is gonna end eventually um hopefully later rather than sooner but um when that when that time comes you have to make that transition and I think what what you need to recognize um or what an athlete needs to recognize is they've they've learned a lot. I mean, sports athletics lend a lot of life lessons, um, regardless of what they are. Um, and taking those life lessons and finding what, what else will motivate them to, to, to throw themselves into, um, you know, like at the, when I finished up, I'm, you know, I threw myself into work. I threw myself into PT. Um, and I think finding that, finding that outlet, um, is something, something that's really important, but taking what they've, you know, it's a devastating thing, um, right. and if they can find this the strength to find something new and say, "Hey, I, you know, this was really tough, but I'm taking, you know, all of these pieces of amazing things that I learned from my teammates, from my coaches, right? Um, and put that towards towards something, something else, new yeah. um, that can can benefit them in life. Yeah, like Logan
0: huge. said before, how he kind of found faith after you know going through this mm-hmm. this injury. You know, he this is and his career's not over. So that's something that he can take with him, you know, the rest of his career and then after too. Right. You know, it makes that transition to life at their sports a little easier. Yeah. Whereas some people don't have that outlet while they're playing and then it's over and it's like, well Yeah. Now what but
2: And that's an that's that's just an important life lesson that exactly, is gonna yeah. you know that's gonna take him even further.
0: Yeah. And uh Doctor Clark, what do you like most about working at Parabolic?
2: Um the clients, the staff. Um, I mean, we have an incredible group of physical therapists, strength coaches, uh, administrative staff. We, and it's a, it's a constant team environment. So, you know, if I have a question about, you know, what one of my athletes is going to do on the strength side, um, you know, we can collaborate on what we think is the next best thing, um, to transition. And that's what, you know, I think is really important. We can take that take that athlete and transition them if they are done with pt or whatever the restrictions are there right. um and just collaborating with the other therapists i well, mean you know it's one of those there's not you got to let egos go and say well, what's going to be best for this this client at this time and um you know put put heads together when sometimes things aren't things aren't going as as the way you want them to
0: awesome i kind of made this Question up out of the blue, but uh, so if you had an uh, an (laughs) athlete who got injured after swimming to a deserted island without any access to a physical therapist, and they had to rehab on their own to get back, um, but the only way, but you had to pick three plane banners like they do, you know, at the the shore uh, that you could write three words of advice uh, for them. What would what would those three planes say?
2: Um, So with with that example, (laughs) I'm going figure out how you're going to live and <laughs> I'm not going to care Drink so water. much so much about your rehab. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, if they're getting a little tendonitis cause I swam a little far, I'm going to say suck it up and swim back and then <laughs> we'll deal with it when you get back. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's an individual and situation okay. and that's a, I mean, and that's kind of the philosophy that we, we kind of have here is every, every athlete, every client is different. And you know, even if they have the same injury, their goals, their perspective is going to be different. Right. So depending on who's, on who's on that island, if there's things to keep them alive right. for well, a little bit, yeah. you know, um, I would definitely go from an individual perspective. So I'm not, I'm not sure what my banners would be other than like find some motivation and either stay alive on the island or swim back the best you <laughs> find can. Find a way, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so this is my, my, oh, my closing. So Logan, you can start it off. What's your personal definition of Perseverance.
1: Um, I think perseverance is never losing your, never, never losing like this, the, the big picture, like no matter what, what life throws at you, like no matter what kind, what kind of cards you're dealt, um, you know, never losing faith in like what your goal is and never, uh, never giving up in that, on that goal. Like there's so many so many so many uh bad things that can happen along the way and like so many uh tough situations that you're going to be in and like it's not easy to it's not easy to get to your goals and and as long as like you're r- willing to do the work and willing to get up when you don't want to get up and willing to willing to eat what you don't want to eat and that kind of stuff like that my 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 definition of perseverance is doing what you don't want to do and um doing it to the best of your ability and um just not giving up on the big picture and your goal
0: it's awesome i never got that answer before but i like that it's cool um dr clark what's your definition of perseverance
2: um so yeah I, I mean i think that you know in in life in sports there's the biggest thing you learn from is some form of failure or setback or adversity and when when that happens that getting up but getting back up again and and pushing through it um is huge and it's it's with anything with with anything in life i mean i i've, I've been somebody in the past that like has been afraid to fail It just and, when and that I, you wouldn't try or or you know or i was more hesitant to do things um you know that i didn't think i was going to be good at maybe um and i kind of have you know through college and stuff i spun that around and now I do everything that I'm bad at, but all right, <laughs> <laughs> at least try those things, but I think putting yourself out there um and trying things that you're afraid to do or that you know you've been kind of kicked down and stepping up to to figure out why that happened and learning from those failures is what is what's gonna push you through and make you a better person and you know um just overall give you a better perspective and a, yeah, a better outlet to help other grow, people yeah. and yeah, grow as a person.
1: Awesome. If I cannot, uh, I'll share one more thing. Yeah, like of course. About perseverance. Like when I was injured in, like past couple of years, like there's been like a like I've had this Bible verse that's really kind of like stuck with me. Yep. Um, and it's kind of like with the perseverance kind of thing, and it's uh, Psalm twenty three four, and it's if oh Kevin Psalm though, or
0: sorry Kevin Psalm.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no Psalm twenty three four, and it's even though I walk the darkest valley, fear no evil, fear with me, and um, that kind of that kind of really stuck with me when I was through my perseverance because you're not alone and you have support and um you're no matter how bad the cards are dealt you're never going to be alone and that's that's kind of the thing that really stuck with me
0: awesome well thanks logan thanks for taking the time after your uh your your session to uh share your story and thanks dr clark for taking us through the more clinical aspects of his recovery and also sharing your own your own story um Thanks a
2: lot. Thank you so much, Kevin, for uh, having us be a part of this. All right, no
0: problem.